Greetings to everyone joining us for a new episode of the European Hoops podcast. We cover the EuroLeague and the top FIBA events. I am André and with me our basketball expert, Joe Volent. Hi André, hi guys. Hope everything is okay with you all. We are here for another episode of the European Hoops podcast. Hopefully you guys stay with us and tune in for the rest of our episodes. Andrea, let us know, man, what are we talking about today? On today's episode, we bring you our brief recap of this round 18 in the middle of this double header week. And we will go over our previews for the round 19 of the EuroLeague. And we start with uh, the game of round 19 that will put face-to-face Fenerbahce and Maccabi. And as we do in this double header weeks, we quickly go back to the round 18 and we see how these two teams performed. Fenerbahce lost at home in somewhat surprising fashion by 9 points against Red Star 76-85 and Maccabi won at home Monaco 93-83. Let's start with the game that took place in Turkey between Fenerbahce and Red Star. In a game where for the home team the best performer was Nigel Hasdavis, the player that shined the most and that was the game MVP was Joel Bolenboy. He was crucial for this win by Red Star, an important road win. He ended the game with 24 points, 6 rebounds and 1 steal and a PER of 31 with a plus-minus of plus 4. And he was certainly very important for Red Star on this important road win. For Maccabi in their victory against Monaco, again an important win by 10 points at home. Mike James was the best and the top performer for the team from Monaco. But for the home team, the game MVP was Bozzy Colson with a PER of uh, 34. Bozzy Colson, we know and we have heard Diog saying on these episodes how important he is for the way that this team from Maccabi performs. He can be a difference, difference maker because he can add to what this team does. In this game, he ended with a plus-minus of plus 6 and he was the MVP of the game. He shot 9 out of 10 from 2-point range, 2 out of 3 from the 3-point range and 3 of 4 from the free throw line. He ended the game with 27 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals and 1 block to beat the game MVP and to help the team from Maccabi to get this win. Diogo, let's go, go to the round 19 and let's go to the game between Fenerbahce and Maccabi. What can we expect to see in this game? This right here uh, has the potential to be a, a very exciting matchup and I think especially if Wade is back on the lineup for Maccabi, I think this could be a very interesting one because when you look at Fenerbahce, it's not really about an individual talent that they have. It's just as a whole group, uh, as a collective, they are just very good because they are deep. They have a lot of options in every position and that's what makes them such a good team. And especially now with uh, Sarunas as the coach, they are playing very well and they've been winning. So uh, what gets them going, it's that collective effort. And when you look at Maccabi, obviously the, the the go-to guys, you have Wade and Lorenzo, who clearly stand out from the rest. And at some times, you have Bonzi Colson stepping up, but it's not on a consistent basis. So this is a, a different matchup here because you have a team that's that basically has anybody on the roster that can step up any given game. And on Maccabi, they are dependent on those two guys creating not only for themselves, but especially for others because the others don't have that ability as much. So these are two completely different teams, but I think are two very good teams. And this could be a, a great matchup. I think Fenerbahce is a lot better on the wings, uh, and I think that's the biggest problem for Maccabi, because outside of Bonzi Colson, it's kind of hard for them to, to find consistency and to find guys who can step up and play great games. Uh, but I think at the guard spots and in the bigs, I think it's pretty balanced. I mean, I think Maccabi has more talent in the guards, 
Uh, but obviously, Fenerbahce has Wilbekin, Tyler Dorsey, Nicolari. So I think this matchup could be very good. Uh, I just think it's on the wings that is a big difference. So I think Fenerbahce has the edge there, obviously, with uh, Nigel Hayes Davis, who's been playing amazing, uh, and especially since coach uh, Jessica Vissus came in. And I think that's going to be the difference here. I think Bonzi Colson and Antonius Cleveland both need to step up. And I know it feels repetitive for me to say this, but that's how Maccabi can become a contender is if those guys perform at a high level consistently, that's what unlocks the whole thing for this team. So I think this could be a very exciting matchup, but I think Fenerbahce has the advantage, especially due to the wings. Next on the docket, and you guys will notice that we will be moving throughout these games at a very good clip. Next game that we will be getting to is the game between Asvel and Jalgiris that will be played on the first day of this round 19, the second hand of this double header week. On the previous round, these teams had different fates, with Jalgiris winning at home 77-71 Alba, while Asvel lost on the road against Partizan 90-77. For Jalgiris, the MVP was a Lithuanian Thomas Dimsha. He ended this game with 12 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists and 1 steal and 1 block, a PER of 19 and a plus minus of plus 10. He was crucial and instrumental for this victory from Jalgiris, a very important one, as Jalgiris wants to try to climb the standings and get back into the playing mix and try to be on that stage of the competition. For Partizan, the MVP was none other than Kevin Panther in a game where Mike Scott had the highest PER of all players, but Kevin Panther for the home team was the, the game MVP with 22 points, 2 rebounds, 3 assists and 1 steal and a plus-minus of plus 15 in this imported home win for Partizan against an Asphalt team that seems to be once again in crisis and a team that we hear that they might be moving on from Coach Pose in the post-game press conference. He said that that's a question for the team. He will continue to do his job to the best of his abilities and work hard to allow uh, his team to conquer and to fight for wins. Asphalt currently stands in last place in the standings with 2 wins and 16 losses, while Jalgiris is 16 with 6 wins and 12 losses. They come from a win on the previous round and they will want to be able to conquer another win on this uh, game against Asphalt. What can we expect to see on this matchup, Dio? This is a matchup here where Zalgiris should try to assert themselves as the better team, uh, which they are. Uh, I mean, obviously, Asvel uh, has struggled a, a lot, and especially defensively. They, they haven't been winning games. They, we have, again, talks about uh, a change of coaching. So uh, I think Asvel is in a, a pretty tough position right now. I believe Zalgiris, this would be one of the perfect games they have to, to use the small ball lineup, because even though Asvel has some size, they are not very physical bigs when it comes to Laverne and Fall. So I think Zalgiris has a chance here by going small with guys that can be physical, even though they're not as big, with Roland Schmitz, with Hayes. Uh, I think they have an opportunity here to, to use that lineup, which they've been very successful using. Uh, but now with Coach Trincheri, we don't know if he's going to go their route, but I think it could be a way for them to approach this game. Uh, I just think Zalgiris has a more consistent team on both sides of the floor to, to win this game. Asvel offensively, they, while they have the talent, they haven't been consistent with it. Either they can score 80 or 90, or they score 60s, so it's very hard to predict what Asvel is going to do. Uh, but one thing that is certain is that they always struggle defensively. So I, I got to go with Zalgiris here. I think now with Coach Trincheri, who I love, you guys know that, 
And this is no knock on Coach Max Vidis, who did a very good job with Zalgiris as well. Uh, but I think Coach Trincheri is going to have his team ready to play. And I believe this is one of those games where Zalgiris should win. So I think they have the advantage here. I think they are the better team. And I think they're going to be more prepared to win this type of matchup. So I believe Zagreus should be the favorite. The next game that will take place on this round 19 will be played in Belgrade. It's a classic of Belgrade. It's a game of high intensity that is played between Red Star and Partizan. Both of these teams, more than their current standings, more than their previous results, they will want to win. This is a game where the result is always open and these are games that are always tend to be always competitive. Heading into this matchup, Red Star is in 14th place with 7 wins and 11 losses. Partizan is in 8th place with 10 wins and 8 losses. Both teams will want to win and both teams need to keep adding wins to their records so they can aspire to be in the playoffs and playing. What can our listeners expect of this game that certainly is a must to win for? Rivalry game. I mean, this is what we're here for, right? Uh, obviously, with this game being played in Serbia between these two giants of European basketball, I think the environment is going to be crazy, like it usually is, but especially in a rivalry game. Uh, I believe Red Star now, uh, with Semanovic leaving and with Napier leaving as well, uh, I believe it's going to be harder for them to compete against top teams because I feel like they lose uh, the top-tier talent that they had. I think Napier was probably their most talented player. Uh, Milos Teodosic, of course, has an argument, but he is older, uh, even though he's been playing amazing, don't get me wrong. Um, but I just think Partizan might have too much here in this matchup because I don't see Red Star having the firepower to, to keep up with Partizan. Um, now that they don't have a, a go-to scorer in Napier, uh, I just think they're going to be way too dependent on what Teodosic can create. And I feel like that's too much to put on him at this stage in his career. Um, and I think Partizan has been playing very good and they are certainly motivated to win a game like this and to show who is the best team in Serbia and in this particular matchup, uh, I believe Partizan is the more talented team. I think they have better options on basically every position on the floor. And I don't see Red Star being able to defend at a high level in a matchup like this. When you have guys who can make a difference like PJ Dozier, like Kevin Butter, and then the bigs, Kaboklo, Lede, uh, Smilogic, uh, Kaminsky, they just have a lot. So uh, I think Partizan has every advantage here and the, obviously Coach Abradovic as well. I think they are a better defensive team and I believe that's what's going to make a difference here. So I think Partizan is the favorite and they should be. I do agree with you. We know that we are high on Partizan for this season and we expect big things from from this team. And in from that point of view, they should be seen as favorites. But we know that these games go besides that and this can be a competitive matchup regardless. And this is a game that certainly you should always tune in for. And if you are an EuroLeague fan, you know that uh, how intriguing those games always are. The next game that will be taking place on the round 19 is a game between Olympiakos and Monaco. We already went over Monaco defeat against uh, Maccabi. So let's take a look at uh, Olympiakos' home win against Milano. Olympiakos had as a game MVP most of a fall. He's having a great season and he's performing at a very good level for this uh, Olympiacos team. On this game, he ended with 12 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists and 1 block shot and a PER of 28. His playmaking ability really has been in full display during this season and he's having a great season and being a big-time contributor for this Olympiacos team. He was perfect from both the field and the line. He ended the game with... uh, 5 of 5 from the field 
and uh, two of two from the free throw line to be crowned as the game MVP in this uh, important home win for Olympiacos. For this matchup that Olympiacos will be facing Monaco, what can we expect to see? Yeah, this right here, this could very well be my matchup of the week. Uh, I think these are two teams who have who have had quite a history in, in the past few years and uh, it in the first round this season uh, Monaco won, uh, but but I'm sure Olympiacos is going to be super motivated to win this one because it's personal between these two. And I think Olympiacos does have the pieces to make it very hard for Monaco, even though I think Monaco has the better team. But I just think it's so hard to contain Mike James. Even a team like Olympiacos, who has Thomas Walkup, who is the best guard defender in EuroLeague, and Mike still puts up numbers. Mike still has great games against Olympiacos uh, because he starts the game by facilitating for others. And that way, uh, Olympiacos is forced to play defense on those other guys, and that clears and opens a lot of space for Mike to to go to action. And what they do a lot of times here is they use the pick and roll, and not only between a guard and a big, but they use the Spanish pick and roll to free Mike James up from Thomas Walkup and sometimes to get a switch, and that's when he just goes to attack mode. So I think that's what Monaco should do again to, to try to get Mike going, but I, I just think it's going to come down to how Mike can facilitate for others and can the other guys like Elio Cobo, like Alfa Diallo, can those guys hit shots on the road in a tough arena against Olympiacos on the road? It's going to be hard. But if those guys can knock down shots, then I think Monaco has a great chance to, to come out of there with a win. But it's obviously going to be a, a high-level game. Olympiacos will need to play defense at a very high level. They, they're going to need those bigs to protect the paint and to bother Mike as much as possible whenever he drives. But I think the key for Monaco is clearly the, the three-point shooting because Olympiacos is a team that can close down the paint pretty well. So uh, I think this is going to be a very exciting matchup, and I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, these two teams will need to be at the best of their abilities to, to be able to conquer this win. It won't be an easy game for either side. Certainly, Monaco having the Mike James, and that will be the best player on the court, or we expect us to be the best player on the court, can be a difference for this game, can be the difference maker for this game. But we know how high-level Olympiacos is, how their defense always shows up and how they can use that to impose themselves on this matchup. The next game, and now we move into the 5th of January games, the second day of this round 19 and the end of this doubleheader week. It's the game between Alba and Virtus. We already know that Alba went to Kaunas and lost to Jalgiris. So let's look at the way that Virtus performed and they were able to secure an important two-point home win against Bayern 85-83 to in a game where both teams battled from beginning to end at halftime was Bayern that had a four-point lead, 42-44. to They, at the third quarter, both teams tied and Virtus needed a comeback in the fourth quarter to be able to come out of this game with this important home win. And uh, the game MVP was Stocco, MVP Schengelia, with 18 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, and once again being very important for the way that this Virtus team play and for this Virtus team to be one of the surprising teams of the competition so far. Looking now at uh, their game on the road against Alba, the game that they will be playing this round 19, Alba is in 17th place heading to this uh, round 19 with 3 wins and 15 losses, while Virtus is in 2nd place with 13 wins and 5 losses. We know that this has been an impressive season for Virtus. How can we expect to see both of these teams performing on this matchup? Well, these are two teams uh, that are kind of in opposite directions here. I mean, Alba is one of the worst teams in the league. They are second to last place and Virtus is second. So 
I think Virtus is obviously the favorite here. Uh, I think they are the better team. And they should not have a problem winning this game. I think this could be a high-scoring game, but I, I just see a lot more consistency for Virtus uh, in scoring the ball, in sharing the ball. Whatever it is that's related with offense, uh, Virtus just does it at a high level. I mean, they've been playing such great basketball uh, this season with Coach Luka Benke leading the charge and obviously Toko Shengele on the court. And I think Virtus did a great job addressing the, the bigs, which I felt like they needed a little bit of help in, in that area. Getting Ante Zizic, I think that's going to be a, a huge boost to their front court. And I just think, I don't see Alba putting up a, a, enough of a fight to, to have a chance to win this game. And they have some injuries as well, so I, I just think it's going to be tough for Alba to compete. Uh, but I expect a high-scoring game because these are two teams who, who base their whole performance on offense, mostly. And I think the difference is going to be the experience for Virtus and the coaching because I think they're going to be able to do a good enough job defensively to to get a difference here, to get a lead, and then to to manage it. I just think Virtus is too good of a team to and too experienced of a team to to not get a chance here to to win. So I'm going to go with Virtus here. I think they are clearly the favorites. They've been playing amazing basketball, and I expect that to continue. I just don't see how Alba is going to be able to to contrary that. So I think Virtus is the favorite here. It certainly won't be an easy game for the youth of Alba against the experience of Virtus that has been proven to be so fruitful for this uh, Italian team throughout this uh, EuroLeague season. The next game that we have it will be a very intriguing one. Paratinaikos will continue their Spanish road trip on this doubleheader week. They will be this time around going to play against Valencia. Valencia that turns the round 18 Beated at home FS 93-88, while Paratinaikos lost on the road against Basconia by 2.75-73. For Valencia in this uh, highly competitive game, the game MVP ended up being Damien English. Brandon Davis was the top scorer for the team and Damien English ended the game with 14 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists and once again performed at a very high level for the team from Valencia. And in the game between Basconia and Paratinaikos, Despite the game MVP being a Chima Moneca that uh, had another high-level performance as well, he ended the game with 20 points, 13 rebounds, 1 assist and 1 block shot with a PER of 34. The hero of the game was Cody Miller McIntyre that continues to prove himself as a high-level EuroLeague player. He ends the game with 10 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists and a decisive shot to, to decide this game to give this victory for Basconia. For this game of round 19 between Valencia and Paratinaikos, what do you think that we will be seeing? Man, I think this is going to be a fun one. Paratinaikos is coming off of four straight wins in the EuroLeague. Uh, Valencia kind of struggling right now, but they seem to have gotten back to a, a good enough defensive effort, uh, even though they lost the, the last game against Bayern where they allowed 85. But outside of that, they, they've been playing pretty good basketball. Uh, and I think this could this could be a very close matchup. Uh, I do think Panathinaikos is obviously the better team with a lot more talent and they should be looked at as the favorites, but it's not going to be an easy game because Panathinaikos can struggle sometimes shooting the three and being consistent as far as shooting. And I think Valencia does a very good job uh, guarding the three and just playing defense overall. They, they are a very good defensive team, of course. So I think this game could go both ways. I think Panathinaikos, if they can start the game off by showing that they are a high-level offensive team and if they can push that pace, then I think Valencia is going to struggle a lot and I could even see a blowout scenario in favor of Panathinaikos. But if Panathinaikos starts the game struggling and if they don't push the pace, if they try to play in the half court, 
I think Valencia has a great chance to impose their defensive game plan, and I think that could bother Panathinaikos a lot. I think it's going to be a very high high level matchup. I think Valencia needs to to stop Panathinaikos early to to get a lot of stops early, so that Panathinaikos gets off of their own game. And I think that's how Valencia gets a chance to win. Uh, but if Panathinaikos is able to start the game rolling, I think it's going to be very hard for Valencia to get back and to to contain them after that. So uh, who I believe the first score is going to be so so crucial to, to the outcome of this game because I feel like the team who is able to implement their own game first, uh, I think it's going to win. So I think it's going to be a very high-level game and I can't wait for that. Difference of styles and who is able to impose their styles certainly will be one of the important factors to who decide this game and who will win this game. And Paratinaikos certainly will want to bounce back after their tough loss against Basconia, while Valencia will want to keep up the momentum and be able to conquer another important home win this is certainly a game that will be worth it to watch and tune in for, as it is the next game, the game between Barcelona and Basconia. Barcelona that comes into this game against Basconia after an extremely important win against none other than Real Madrid. Barcelona was able to win 83-78, with the game MVP being Jan Vesely, that seems to have traveled back in time and was able to have an elite performance. He ended the game with 27 points, 4 rebounds, 1 steal and 3 blocked shots for a PER of 28 and a plus-minus of plus 12. He was impressive and he was one of the big reasons why Barcelona was able to beat Real Madrid. Barcelona started the game to play high pace, almost trying to outscore uh, Real Madrid, but they understood that that wasn't the way for them to be able to, to conquer this win. They adjusted and they played at a very high level in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter, where they were able to outscore Real 23-16 to to lock this uh, five-point win that uh, they ended the game with. Duke, for this game between Barcelona and Basconia, what will be the keys? This is a pretty interesting one. I mean, when you look at what happened in the first matchup between these two teams, uh, Basconia completely dominated Barcelona and uh, I certainly was not expecting that. Uh, but I do think Barcelona is going to come out and, and try to get that game back. They are a better team, and, and they should uh, they should assert themselves as the better team between these two. Uh, I think the bigs have a chance here to be dominant because Basconi is not that strong when, when it comes to centers. I think Willian Gomez, Jan Vesely, I think they're going to be able to do a very good job on the boards and scoring in the paint, which they are very good at, of course. And then I, I just think Barcelona is going to have a, a great game shooting because Basconi is not great defensively on the wings, even though they have some bodies to do that with Sarakerskis, with Moneke, but I think it's going to be hard. And I also don't see how they're going to stop La Provitula or Saransky, because even if they put Cody Miller-McIntyre in one of them, the other one has a, a very good matchup against Marcus Howard. They have a chance to go off. So I think Barcelona is just a better team overall. They they have every chance to, to win this game, to, to, to be able to play their game and to assert themselves as the more dominant team. Uh, obviously, Basconia could win. They, they have a chance. When you have uh, Marcus Howard uh, with his ability to score, when you have wings like Moneke and Sarakerskis who, who can just get on the boards and get double-digit rebounds any given game, when you have Cody Miller-McIntyre who has been a, a triple-double threat almost every game he plays and the impact that he has on this team, I think Basconi is very good and they've been playing very good basketball, but I just don't see them beating Barcelona again. And that's why I'm, I think Barcelona is the favorite and they should win this game. Now that we have been over all the games that were played in round 18, let's look into the two games missing from round 19 and let's focus on those two matchups. The next one is the game between Milano and Bayern Munich. 
both teams lost on this uh, first hand of this doubleheader and both teams will want to win. Milano currently stands in the 13th position of the standings with 7 wins and 11 losses, while Bayern is one position ahead of them in 12th with 18 wins and 10 losses. This is a very important game for both of these teams. On the first round, Bayern beated Milan with home, 91-84. to What can we expect to see this time around? This could be a very interesting match. Uh, I think these are two teams who are in kind of similar situations. Uh, I, both these teams are very close in the standings, and I think both of them have a chance to turn things around and to climb the standings and maybe try a, a play-in spot. I'm higher on Bayern because I believe when at full strength, if they are healthy, I think they are a very good team and I don't see many teams being better than them. I just think that they are very young. A lot of the players are very young and this is a new project. So they need time. But I just think at full strength, they are a very, very talented team. And I I have them over Milano as far as who is the more talented team, especially now that Milano doesn't have Mirotic. uh, But they do have Napier now. So that could be obviously a plus for them because Napier is a great player. But I just think Ibaka has a chance to dominate in a matchup like this. Uh, Milano has a lot of guys in the front court, but they're not very big guys. When you talk about uh, Kyle Hines and Nicola Melli, they're not very tall guys. I think Ibaka has a chance to make a lot of damage, not only inside in the paint, but to also stretch the floor and to shoot the three. I just think this is a, a very good matchup for him. Then Bayern having all of those shooters like Lusic and Obst and then the guards who can score at any time with Carson Edwards, with um, uh, Silvan Francisco and then Bolmaro and Valor Beb being more of all-around guards. I just think Bayern has a lot of talent uh, throughout the roster. So I have them as a, a more talented team at this moment than Milano, even though Milano should probably be the favorite because they are playing at home and they are a more experienced team. Uh, but I just think this matchup is going to be very interesting and I think the battle of the boards is going to be key here because if Milan allows Ibaka to go off, I think it could be a, a very rough night for them. Uh, but I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. It certainly will be an interesting matchup to tune in for, but it is time to look at the last game that will be played on this round 19, the game that will close this doubleheader week, the game between Real Madrid, that is first in the standings with 16 wins and 2 losses, against F as it is in a very tough and a very rough run with dealing with important injuries to their best player Will Clyburn that currently ranks in 15th place with 7 wins and 11 losses. Diogo, what can we expect from this matchup when, where we can certainly wait to see Real Madrid wanting to bounce back from their second loss of the season? I think this is going to be a, a very, very good game. Uh, obviously, I believe Real Madrid is the better team, and I think they are the better team in the whole competition. And it, it, the gap, I mean, the, uh, the, the 13th, 14th place might be closer to second than second is to first. So that's how good Real Madrid really is. Uh, and I, I obviously think they're going to be the favorites against any other team. Uh, but I think Efes now getting guys healthy, they're only missing Will Clyburn when you talk about the top guys. Uh, Elijah Bryan is back. Uh, Oturu has been a, a great addition for them. And I think he's, he could be a game changer for this team when fully healthy. Uh, and I just think Efes is one of those teams that's going to be climbing up the standings in the next few rounds. They've been playing very good basketball. They have Shane Larkin playing at an MVP level. Uh, but this matchup is just very, very hard, and especially not having Will Clyburn. I feel like if they did have Will Clyburn, this could be a very close matchup. But without him, it's going to be very hard. Uh, for FS, they would need to, to push the pace and, and to have a, 
a crazy efficient three-point shooting performance. And obviously Shane is a great guy to, to start that. Uh, but I just don't think they have enough uh, size on the wings now without Will Clyburn, of course, uh, and obviously size on the interior as, as well, because even though Ty Jones and uh, Oturu have been great for them, Walter Tavares and Poirier, those are different beasts, man. They are just too big and too dominant for FS to have a chance down there. So I, I think this could be a very good matchup. I think FS can make it somewhat close, but I just don't see Real Madrid uh, playing bad enough to, to lose this game. So I think Real Madrid is clearly the favorite, but I think FS could give them some troubles. With this, we reach the end of this Round 18 recap, Round 19 preview. Our links and picks for the day one of the Round 19 is already available. If you haven't listened to it yet, make sure you go back to our previous episode that was released and listen to it so you know what are our picks and our links for this round. So far, our links are 14 and 10 with a plus 2.46 units so far. And our picks from our experts, Diogo Valente has 27 wins and 18 losses, while Tiago Dair has 28 wins and 17 losses. Your league is extremely competitive and we love to, to bring you our insights and our views of each of the game that takes place in the competition. Make sure you also stay alert because we will have a very special interview with Lee Ellis. It will be a special episode that we will bring for you guys. We will go over his new project. We will pick his brain regarding the EuroLeague. You will want you won't want to miss out on it. And we will continue to drive to bring you special content all the time and to bring you the best coverage that we can of the EuroLeague. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Kitos EuroLeague and also share the podcast with your friends so we can continue to grow and we can continue to bring you our European Hoops podcast and we are thankful to each one of us of you to listen to us to tune in for our episodes and to follow us as always I'll be talking with you guys soon bye guys see you on next episode